0: If you've heard about wolves, you've also heard about lone wolves, those lone animals that roam around by themselves and do not get in touch with other consimilar of their own species, right? And lone wolves are particularly interesting because they foster our human imagination, we project ourselves in that lone and free spirit individual, right? And so, not just they are precious for the ecosystem in so many ways, being wolves, being a a top predator, being a keystone species, but also they are precious in our imagination for what they represent, for our feeling, for our um, way of perceiving other animals, for our way of connecting to nature. So, not just is tough and difficult to digest, to swallow when wolves are killed, but when a lone wolf, a very beloved lone wolf named Takaya, is killed by a hunter, another wolf killed by a hunter. This is what we are going to discuss in this episode of the podcast, In the Mouth of the Wolf. But first and foremost... Let's give a moment to our intro. Hello, hello everybody and welcome back, welcome back on the podcast In the Mouth of the Wolf. Here is Marco Adda and I am your host on this amazing, wonderful podcast dedicated to dogs, wolves, animals, nature, ecosystem and people straight out of the news. Some important updates, we have a lone wolf uh, being killed. Just um, recently, there is already uh, a video that we have been sharing on YouTube, so if you haven't seen that video and you are interested, go to check um, my, YouTube, my YouTube channel, uh, Marco Ada and uh, see the whole video where you can find also some slides and some images that accompany this discussion. Uh, if you watched already the video and you happen to be on the podcast here, welcome to this podcast. Uh, and um, here we are gonna add a few elements. The topic today is Takaya, this wonderful lone wolf, lone wolf that was living somewhere around the north of Quebec, Canada. And as many others, like, for example, Spitfire, another beautiful lone wolf being killed a few years ago. Also, Takaya has been killed by a hunter. And this is very sad and really, really upsetting and disappointing because those animals are so precious in so many ways and we cannot really tolerate that that animal just is killed for amusement and and, and, and for uh, for the amusement of somebody else that is going out there with a gun very unfairly and killing such an important animal. We are going to discuss about that into this uh, episode, but um, first and foremost, uh, take a look to the... Uh, attach the documents or maybe some links that you find on the right of uh, the dashboard of this podcast. Like this podcast and please subscribe so you will be updated when a new episode is launched. And try to be supportive. Please this podcast wants to grow. I wants for this, I want for this podcast to grow. I want for this to be the podcast of the community dedicated to animal, dogs, wolves, people, nature and the ecosystem. So please be proactive, leave a comment, also just a comment, it will help a lot. Leave a comment, subscribe, uh, check the links uh, on the dashboard of this podcast. And be active, present, and that will support the podcast a lot. Additionally, if you want to sponsor one episode of this podcast, listen to the podcast until the end and I will provide some information on how to do that and that will be wonderful, crazy, amazing, and supportive for us. Now let's dive into the topic of today, the lone wolf Takaya. A wonderful wolf named Takaya has been killed by a hunter in Canada right so uh, this story is not new I mean uh, it, it happens again and again that hunters go out there and kill wolves we don't like that we consider this unfair we consider that unacceptable that in general humans, just for amusement, just for entertainment reasons, take a gun and go out there and can kill an animal, can kill wildlife. In this particular case, they can kill a wolf. And in this even more particular case, they can kill this wolf Takaya that was so very important for so many reasons and we are going to explore some of them let's check out what the press says uh, you can imagine that these um, um, this news has been covered by the press because the world was watching at this wolf this wolf was so famous because he was living alone it was not bothering at anybody. It was living around in Canada, and we will see in which area of Canada. And uh, it was carrying also such an important value from a conservation point of view, from a behavior point of view, from a uh, home range size point of view. So, an ecological uh, point of view in the way this wolf was moving, and people was following somehow the news about this wolf that, that was, who was living alone uh, in um, in Canada and was living on a little island and was not bothering on anybody, was living out of uh, um, seal and, and salmon, fish, and that was very interesting. We will see maybe some of the tales in, in, in this regard. That was very interesting because that was the... an an interesting example of how wolves which are taught to live on um, ungulates like deer and elks like for example and um, how they can adapt their diet uh, to different environments for example an environment as this one where there are no ungulates uh, deer or elks and, but there are more there is an abundance of fish for example right and 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 so this is for example one main uh, aspects that made the story of this wolf interesting from an ecological perspective ecological perspective meaning ecology so meaning the ecosystem meaning how animals included humans adapt to uh, the ecosystem, to the change of the climate, to the change of the circumstances around them, right? So this wolf, by adapting to different type of diet, was also showing how that animal, wolves in general as a species, can be adaptable and can adapt to to a different type of environment and different type of diet, which we have not considered earlier. Not just, not I'm not telling about their adaptation they're very adaptable but we, we scientists and researchers have not been able before this wolf takaya to to see any other wolf to live adapt and thrive completely on a fish-based diet right so um, uh, the life and this week's sudden death of the legendary wolf show, shone a light on the often strained bond between humans and wild animals. And of course, we know that we have a strong bond with wild animals because they represent the wild nature that we are still carrying and we cannot express fully because actually we barely express it in the best case scenario in other case scenarios we have completely lost track of that wild nature within us because we are exposed to to different environments now away from the wild and we are used to our uh, civilized societies so the call of the wild sometimes we cannot we can no longer hear the eek of that call within ourselves right so Wild animals, especially in the case of wolves, which is a very powerful animal, and we have an ancestral bond with wolves, really represent the the opportunity for us to feel, to stay connected at some level with the wild, right? And this is also the reason why people are so passionate about wolves, and this is also why many people today are mourning uh, the, the, the loss of Takaya in this article we're gonna read uh, have it here you see this is a a, a a brief history in May 2012 a lone wolf canis lupus appeared in Victoria British Columbia Canada a metropolitan area on the southern tip of Vancouver Island with a population of three hundred sixty-five thousand uh, people of course after sh- after sightings in Backyard over a few days, the wolf settled in a, an adjacent adjacent adie, adie, Chatham and discovering the island. The wolf traveled a minimum of 40 kilometers from the nearest known wolf distribution, meaning the, the area where it is known that other wolves are present. And through at least 20 kilometers of suburban. Uh, area before swimming one kilometer and a half about one kilometer kilometer and a half to the island right the island chain comprises only 1.9 square kilometers of terrestrial area with 1.2 square kilometers owned by the Songhees first nation while a portion of discovering discovery island and islets occur within provincial protected areas uh, of, the, of that zone right and uh, Songhi's First Nation which is a, a native nation of that area is also I guess the one that inspired or gave I'm not quite sure the name to Takaya because Takaya is actually uh, a name uh, f- uh, from uh, the First Nation tradition right so that name was given to the, to the wolf. So um, just let me mention a moment about this. Uh, this article is, uh, is published in the Scientific Naturalist. And this is a, a scientific piece of literature where we just read the, um, the, the, the introduction, let's say. Uh, and you can see already there are also that there are pictures of takaya, takaya fishing, you see. Um, uh, uh, Stakaya, the wolf with the background, huh? and sea uh, in sea let's see, Stakaya with the recently killed harbor seal. You see, okay, I hope you can see here, here it is, Stakaya with the harbor seal. So it was basically living on uh, um, animals taken from the water, from the ocean, right? Conversely, to to what is mostly known about other wolves that they live on ungulates, as we were saying at the beginning. And as I was saying, this is the most important piece of literature in my my knowledge about Takaya. Um, It's a preliminary piece of literature, but it shows already very important elements about Takaya, and it highlights how important Takaya was for the ecosystem for example we read here this is my highlights right in, in yellow and purple the unique eco- ecolog- the unique ecological and social cultural context of of takaya has prompted us to reconsider the spatial ecology dietary niche and sociality of wolves as well as to reflect on the challenges and opportunities of coexisting with carnivores right so as i mentioned already um not just takaya was very important for uh, uh he was showing that uh he can live in a different environment uh, compared to other wolves as as we've said before so he can also feed on a different diet but also he was living in an area so Proximate to people that 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 and he was living in peace in that area. That that raised the attention on the fact that maybe we can coexist, we can share areas with wildlife in a way that can be managed somehow and and uh, doesn't necessarily uh, generate conflicts, but it can integrate. Human being and other wildlife in a buffered zone, so to speak, right? Um, let's say, for example, here says no perennial, uh, no perennial fle- freshwater sources exist on the, Chath- on the Chatham Island, which is where Takaya was, right? Uh, and in fact, Takaya was digging holes to 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 find fresh water because, of course. It can find food in the in the water, but it cannot drink uh, salt water from the ocean, right? Uh, salty water. So, uh, because there are no no uh, sources of fresh, not not continuous sources of fresh water, Takaya needs to dig into the ground to find some water underground. And so, in this article, for example, which is uh as i said and i say again is the most reliable sources to know about the history of takaya and some foundings some findings that and, and some research that were occurring on takaya uh, and i will link this article down below so you can download it is free and it's directly from the publisher and uh, and the authors so you will download that directly from them and um and so what we we see here is that takaya was also digging to um to access some fresh water underground and there was and there were found uh maybe six or seven big holes that takaya, takaya did around that area which is a, a behavior that for example has been observed also in some canids that live in uh, desert zones, right? Also in the desert, they need to provide some water, so they dig very deep in order to access some water, access some water underground. Um, but of course, um, this type of wolf that is not uh, a typical wolf is not a canine that lives in the desert, right? Is a canine. Is a canine that was living somewhere in the mountain in Canada, right? So, is a canine that can access rivers and other sources of water. So, is a canine that has not been um, typically exposed um, to that type of behavior, and uh, also is coming from generations of wolves that also have not been exposed. To that type of behavior likely because they live in in the forest in the wood right uh, and yet this dog this sorry this wolf uh, showed this behavior right and this is a very important note because we it, it relates again to adaptation it relates again again to the fact that that some species and we can say it probably of of many species even though we don't have proof of that for every species we don't have proof Uh, we we are discovering it now about epigenetic and how we have genes humans and other animals certainly uh, we have genes that are available in our genetic but we don't use because there is there are no external circumstances that activate that gene and therefore the some behaviors that are the area that Takaya was covering uh, was r- really small probably the smallest area ever been observed in a wolf these also put upside down a little bit of uh, the previous previous um, uh, the search that have been doing have been done on on the home range uh, sides of wolves, which is very extensive, very large, but in this case we have a home range uh, sides, meaning the area where the, the that opportunity of feeling our spirit connected to that animal and being out there in the wild is gone because that animal is gone. This is something that may not be obvious, but this is something that by killing takaya is being taken away from us. So, wherever perspective you want to take it, wherever perspective you want to watch this from, is a very sad story. We are, first and foremost, we are all in a con- already in a, in a stressful situation globally, worldwide, because of the virus, because of the pandemic. And we are already in a condition of mourning. And talking about news, I have to say, as of today, May 5, 2020, so more than a month after this episode of Takaya being killed, is that the community is still responding proactively to the loss of Takaya. There are many communities, um, native communities, wildlife centers communities, and uh, other organizations that are promoting all sorts of commemoration events online or um, about, uh, on, about Takaya. Um, even, for example, the Pacific Wild organization, you find it at pacificwild.org. They are promoting uh, art for Takaya program where artists can uh, submit their uh, painting, sculpture or other form of arts. Um, to remember Takaya, and this is quite interesting. I'm uh, checking at their page now, and, and um, there are n- nice stuff to watch. And I will probably submit myself something. I am a painter myself, not for profession, but uh, I, I I like it, and uh, and I often do some abstract painting, but um, sometimes also animals. So, um, that's from uh, the news point of view. And uh, we hope to have transparency as soon as possible on, 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 on that particular aspect. So, who is the hunter? Of course, they have, pro- they have protected the identity of the, of the person because some may have really, uh, so just for safety reason, uh, because many people were disappointed. With what happened, but uh, at the same time, we would want some transparency on how those people are per- per- processed, how they are, uh, if there is any rule, regulation, fine, or uh, warning that can be given so that other episodes like that do not happen again, nor there, nor anywhere else. Of course. Every jurisdiction, every country, every region, every place has different rules and regulations. But one episode like that can be an example also for others. And if globally, at every level, we understand how important wolves are as well as other animals and we we also are able to warn hunters and other people that damage Uh, the the animals, wildlife and the environment, that may be of help, let's say, and can be an educational uh, event also uh, for others, it can be something that teaches also to others somewhere else what is not appropriate to do with wild animals and nature. How sad, how sad, I'm sure you picked up my disappointment, the disappointment and, the, and how upset I am in, 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 in my voice by talking about this topic and um, again, if you haven't seen yet, if you haven't watched yet the, the, the let's say, the video um, version of this uh, episode, uh, go to check that on YouTube, on my channel on YouTube is you will find it as marco ada a edc which stays for Anthrozoology education dogs canines but you also find the link to the to the youtube channel uh, on the dashboard of this podcast probably you have it on the right side of the screen and um, Link all of all of the other links. Please check all of those other links. Um, you can connect with uh, me and with us uh, via via socials, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and um, and uh, LinkedIn. We have all the possible connection connections active. And please, please support this channel by liking this episode, by subscribing to this uh, podcast and by leaving a comment that will be already very helpful and 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 importantly if you are willing to support this channel further and you want to sponsor an episode please, please go to check the Patreon website our um, page on the Patreon website where you can uh, offer uh, a donation uh, to support the podcast or just contact uh, Meet directly, so we can figure out a way for you to um, be of further support by sponsoring an episode, which means we can discuss together um, a topic uh, within the frame of dogs, wolves, animals, uh, nature, ecosystem, and people. Uh, we can discuss together the topic and um, uh, that may work to bring to the attention of our listeners, and uh, you will be basically the patron of that episode and you will be, of course, mentioned and, uh, and uh, appreciated publicly during the podcast. That will be very helpful. Uh, it's not something that has to come from your ego. It's something that has to come from your compassion, of course. It's not about, I'm sure, it's not about you wanting your name going around you can also do that anonymously but uh, it's important um, to support this uh, podcast to see it grow and uh, to give more voice to dogs wolves animals and issues related to nature ecosystem environment and people interacting with all of those aspects of life Thank you very much for your attention, thank you very much for listening and I see you on the next episode of the podcast here in the mouth of the wolf. Here is Marco Adda, your host, I'll send you a big hug and talk to you soon.